So a topic of conversation that comes up every now and again uh, at the table uh, is uh, stories of scars. You know, how do you get that scar on your hand? What the, how do you get that scar on your elbow? How, how, what happened to your head? Um, and so every, every, people have their, their, their scar stories, you know. Um, we went to the beach there recently. I've got this big scar from about there the whole way up around my side. It looks like I got bitten by a great white shark and came out on top, evidently. So, um, <laughs> so uh, there's... Uh, Another occasion, I was fitting windows in a very, very deep wall. It was in the Ursuline Convent uh, in Thurlis. So it was a bathroom window. So the bathroom window was about yay big. So I had to climb into this kind of like a deep tunnel and with a crowbar, knock out the, knock out the, the old window frame. So I had it almost out. And uh, I just thought, just, just crank it. If I just, if I just, if I just crank it, I was pulling as hard as I could. And of course, it slipped and met me right there. So I have a scar under my non-existent eyebrow. Um, and my whole eye went black. That was actually the weekend that I met for the first time Father Paul, the founder of my community. So I had spiky black hair and a big black eye and smelled of cigarettes. <laughs> and uh, that was when he, he met me for the first time and thought that, that I might, might make a good priest. Or I might make a priest, become a priest. Um, so, yeah, anyway, scar stories. Like we, all, we all have them, you know. Uh, one of our, our uh, alumni from here, when she was a kid, she's got a fairly, fairly, fairly evident scar that she likes telling people about. Uh, she pulled a little pot of hot water down herself and has a big scald mark all, all across here. And uh, so, yeah, she loves telling people about it whenever she can. Um, and so, like, different, yeah, maybe have different broken fingers or scars from, from different wounds like that. But every scar has a story. You know, and, and the story will kind of last forever because, well, the scar will. So it's, there's always this reminder of, of things that have happened to you, you know? Uh, then there are other stories that maybe aren't so, quite so positive, like these stories of, of, of surgeries that you've had. We've got a girl here with us as well who's had a bit of um, surgery on her head, so she's got different scars under her hairline. So when she lifts the hair, you can see these white lines and, and that. So they're kind of not the happiest of, of stories. And maybe for ladies who have given birth sideways, C-sections and that, it's a... It's a <laughs> It's a, it's a good memory and a kind of a, a painful or scary memory at the same time, you know? Just when it's all happening in the moment, you don't really know what's happening, but there's just a lot of people around, a lot of commotion, and you're scared because there's a little life involved here, you know? And then there are other scars again. There are scars that we may be inflicted on ourselves. Scars that uh, were just the only way we could think of at the time of externalizing, expressing uh, a pain that we carried inside. These are, these are sad scars. These are, these, are, these are painful scars. And they're scars. So they, they, the story of the scar remains. So, you know, we, can, you, we cover these things on and we move on with life, but the, the memory, the story remains. And we carry them with us. And every person, everyone here in this chapel and everyone watching today is, is, is a collection of, of, of a, a whole universe of experiences and, and joys and sorrows and scars and stories. It's, it's all, every, every person, like we see, we see the facade. We don't see the, the stories inside. We don't see the heart. We see what the person chooses to project and then maybe what, what they can't help projecting as well. But we don't see the full story. The Lord's Sacred Heart, we were meditating yesterday, that the wound in his Sacred Heart was inflicted on him after he had died. So he's already dead on the cross, hanging there. And then his heart is pierced. So that, that wound 
will never heal. It was inflicted after he died, so it's not going to heal. And the Lord wants it that way. And isn't it interesting that when the Lord appears to people after the passion, some of his wounds have healed and some haven't. You know, the wounds in his hands and his side and his feet, they, they never healed, right? And he as such wants those scars to be visible as a reminder to us. This is what you're worth. So those, those scars tell a story. And a story that the Lord wants us to be reminded of. He never wants us to forget. You know, the, 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 one of the choruses throughout the Old Testament is remember Israel. Remember the deeds of the Lord. Do not forget his work. Do not forget when he freed us from captivity, from slavery. Do not forget. Remember Israel. So it said so often, the prophets are reminding us so often over and over again, do not forget. And so these... These scars on, on, on the Lord's body remind us of this absolutely crucial, fundamental message that we forget so easily. That you are infinitely loved. And that you are worth the price that the Lord paid for you, which is the price of his own life. This is what you're worth. And that's, that's a story worth telling. That's a scar story that, that all of humanity needs to hear. And be reminded of over and over again. Today then we celebrate uh, Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. Now her scar is a, a, maybe a, a more, mis- that, that of a more mystical kind. I mean her heart was pierced. Not physically by a sword but it might as well have been. Seeing her son hanging on the cross. Suffering and then dying. So she too has this, if you will, like a mystical scar that reminds us that her motherhood isn't all about <clears throat> just the fun bits, just the nice bits, or just the glory of heaven now and being crowned queen of the universe. That, that in her story, in her, in her heart, she carries also the pain of seeing her children ignore her son or outright hate him, outright reject the graces that he offers them. I told the story there last week, uh, but... Remember, we were celebrating a, a school mass, and in a church, uh, not in this parish. And uh, after the mass, I was just walking down through the church, and um, spotted a host on the ground that, obviously, a student had had received and not, not, not consumed. And so the host was there, and it had been walked on, so there was grit and dirt and a footprint stuck in it. And it was just like, you know, one of those kind of, if you will, mystical knives to the heart. Like when you think that the Lord is so misunderstood. He's so, he is so unloved. There are so many people who just don't, just don't care. Not that we're better, but it's just, we have the grace of faith. Thank God we've been, we've been to the influence of friends or family. We have been given this gift of faith. We still have more to do. Obviously we're not there yet. But there are still so many who just the, the, the very, very basics of the faith and who Jesus is, they just don't know or maybe don't care. So the Lord's scar story is a story of profound love. It's a story of your, your worth. And like a lot of stories, we can listen to a story and then just move on with our lives. It was a nice story, it's a good story. 
good punchline there at the end. It was great. But it just remains a story. But this, this, is, a different, this is a different kind of story. Because this is the kind of story that's actually supposed to change your life. Most stories aren't, please don't change your life the next time you watch a Disney movie and say, oh, I'm going to be a princess. Most stories are there for entertainment. This story is here to change our lives. It's been told throughout the centuries and prepared for during millennia to get to this point. That the Lord reveals his love for you by dying on the cross. So any, any retreat or any gathering like, like ours this weekend, if that's our starting point, I think we're, we're, we're at a good place. To start from this baseline of I am infinitely loved. And then to know how to receive that love. And to just, it, it's, it sounds so simple. It sounds so simple, but so many of us aren't doing it. You know, we hear the story and the story remains external to us and it's just people talking and it's information being passed, but it's not going in here. That you are infinitely loved. Receive it. Just receive it. And I think one of the keys to, to recognizing if we are receiving this or not, is we can say, yeah, I, I guess I am kind of receiving it more or less. I mean, I'm not fighting it, so. No, but I think it goes further than just not fighting it. I think in order to receive it, one of the key things that we must do in order to, in order to actually recognize if we are receiving this, this gift of God's love or not, one of the key things is gratitude. If I can, as such, sit there, you can sit there passively, you can sit there kind of receptively, more or less, uh, but if you're sitting there in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament or after Holy Communion, or even, even outside, like when we're sitting with people, we can still receive their love. It's not... It's, it's an internal reality. It's something people won't see. But we can allow that to penetrate our hearts. And I think the reason, the way we'll know if we're doing that is gratitude. If I can sit here and say, Lord, I thank you. I thank you so much for your love. I thank you so much for your forgiveness. I thank you so much for your mercy. Thank you so much for the people, the few people around us. I thank you, Lord, for the, the, the grace of whatever, in whatever way the Lord, the grace of little lives and little babies, the grace of everything everything you've given me. I thank you. And the more grateful I am, the more I think I'll actually recognize what's happening. The more I'll recognize what God is offering. Because if I'm not grateful, I think I might be too passive in this whole story. I just let it kind of happen around me. And like a stone in the base of a river, you crack open a stone that's been in there for hundreds of years. You get a big sledge, you hit a knock, and it'll break open bone dry inside, surrounded by water for centuries, and not a drop gets in. That can't be us. It cannot be us. We've got to let the love of God in. Don't let it just surround you. Let it penetrate you and change you from within and heal you from within. Receive the gift of God's love. Receive that, that incredible outpouring of grace from his pierced heart, from that wound that will never heal. That wound that he allowed to be inflicted on him so that we will know for all eternity that we are infinitely loved. Amen.